back to the Red Dirt Road Podcast. I am Marshall Farnsworth here with Alex Breitenbach, currently staying in a hotel room right now. He's always in a different location, yeah. seems like. How's it going? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm on location here in Ithaca, New York, so I'm finally getting back into the swing of things, getting back into the testing process at my university. But in order to do that, we got to spend a um, couple days in a hotel room until we get two negative test results back. So we're having a fun time uh, waiting for that. But the, the big question is, because you went on your own adventure last week. Tell me about that, man. I, I'm jealous. I want to hear this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had uh, beginning of the year, we had talked about some places that uh, we kind of wanted to go. Uh, one of mine, big, probably the biggest one of the year, was going to the uh, the Bay Area, California. Never been to California at all. I consider there's a few places in the United States it feels like you got to go to. Like it doesn't even doesn't matter who you are. I think Texas, California, and New York, um, and then as far as like cities, L.A. and New York City. Um, I've never been to L.A. yet, and I haven't been to Texas, but I know people there that I can stay with. So eventually before too long, I want to go there, but we went to the Bay Area, stayed at uh, my girlfriend's friend's house in San Jose, really nice place. We visited uh, Santa Cruz, Oakland, and uh, San Francisco. Uh, San- Santa Cruz, great place. It's like got like this boardwalk. It's got these uh, roller coasters right in the boardwalk, some sea lions, really awesome. Great weather there. Um, Oakland, we just kind of buzzed through, um, a bit of a shadier area, but we just went there for like some food one day and like amazing chicken sandwich. This place called, uh, I wrote it down world famous hot boys. It's like the top rated place in Yelp. If you ever are in Oakland for whatever reason, have to go there if you need food. Cause yeah, I want to go, I want to go back to California. I haven't been back since I went to San Francisco in 2011. I think, you know, I, I got to stay on Fisherman's Wharf and that sort of area. Um, and then I, I went up to Bakersfield and did Giant Sequoia National Park, went hiking and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but I, I never got the chance to go down to, to Oakland and Los Angeles, that, that, that sort of area, um, Sacramento. I, I, and I, I believe I have been to Santa Cruz, though. Uh, I'm not uh, – uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we went to a, a theme park. I don't know if it was Santa Cruz or Santa Barbara, one of those two, but they had a, a theme park there and I, I went there. That's awesome though, man. I'm so jealous. You, food was good. Yeah. Santa and, Cruz was really fun. Um, San Francisco, like you just said, we went there. Um, oh dude. Yeah. Really big in yeah. San Francisco. Super hilly. Um, oh yeah. They had, uh, I think it's called Lombard Street or Lombardo Street. Oh, really? It's that one that has the, uh, it's a one-way kind of downhill yeah. street. Yeah. So we saw that. Golden, Golden Gate Bridge. There was um, a couple locations that we kind of pulled over. One was like, we had, we had to drive kind of way up. We were actually higher up than the bridge as far as uh-huh. where you would drive. So yeah. overall, very, very cool trip. A lot yeah. of travel you get to see uh you get to see alcatraz you get to see alcatraz from the golden gate bridge uh i don't really know what that is oh alcatraz okay it's like right in the middle of the bay like right 
Fisherman's Wharf, San Francisco, right across is the, it's a gigantic prison. They used to have Al Capone there. It's now a museum, but it's like one of the most famous prisons in in the in the United um, States. No, we, we I didn't see that, but there was one place where we stopped to look at the bridge, where it's oh, like yeah. it used to be an old army base. Oh yeah. So and that uh, obviously has not been used for a really long time, but overall was super cool. First time ever being in California at all. Actually, we had a layover in uh, Las Vegas, and uh, that was the first time I've ever even been in Las Vegas or Nevada at all. We didn't leave the airport, but so a lot of places that I never been to at all. Uh, great weather, and uh, you know I wouldn't move out there because it's uh, ridiculously expensive for everything and not worth it. But it has great weather. Yeah, some great hiking too. We hiked uh, somewhere kind of on the East Bay area. Uh, really cool location. I forget exactly what it was. But and, yeah. and and you did all this in a week. It was about five days. All right. Nice. Yeah, that's that's definitely a trip. Oh, and I'm a huge IPA fan. Like you guys probably know, um, might have mentioned on here. We got like 15 different uh, California IPAs. I think there's only one someone got that I've had before. And so we mm -hmm. had a night where we, uh, there's four of us. We all tried craft, them. Craft and, brews. Uh, right. Yeah, they were, they were great. All right. So moving on from that, um, a little Brooks and Dunn news. They were uh, just recently nominated for the uh, Academy of Country Music Duo of the Year. It's uh, April 18th on CBS. I'll be tuned into that. Um, they win these, seems like, all the time. Um, it was pretty cool that they were even nominated since they've been around for so long. And also, they did not come out with any music in 2020, um, except for, I think there was a, might have been, no, I don't think they came out with any music at all. They were um, on a, uh, been some Luke Combs songs, but I think that actually might have been right. 2019. So that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. They were even nominated since they didn't come out with any yeah. music. Wait, I thought, you know, maybe it was Ronnie Dunn or Kix Brooks who had a song that was like sort of new or maybe he did a cover. I remember we were talking like he did a cover of something or Ronnie he didn't release Dunn. it on, on uh, Spotify or anything, but it was like. Uh, Ronnie Dunn came out with an album last year, but oh, that okay. was not. Uh... Brooks and or Kicks Brooks is not included in that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we are uh, talking about Boot Scoot and Boogie today. The song review. We'll get to the uh, music review, music video review next time. It is the eighth song off the album, mm -hmm. three eighteen in length. It's the the last single on this album, and uh, let me pull up the. So something a little bit surprising that you probably might not know is that so it, it was uh, it was written only by Ronnie Dunn, not too surprising, but it was actually it was first recorded by this band called Asleep at the Wheel for their album Keeping Me Up Nights, Keeping Me Up Nights. It's kind of a weird name uh, for their 1990 album. Are you sure uh, it's not Keeping Me Up at Night or something like that? It is. Keeping me up nights is what it is wow. saying right here. I'm very going interesting. To, I think yeah, it's it, 
I think it's like keeping, I don't know. I don't really know what that means. It was included in their uh, 99 or 1991 uh, debut album, Brand New Man. Um, it originally served as the B-side of their second single, My Next Broken Heart. It was the duo's fourth single release and fourth consecutive number one single on the Billboard Hot Country charts. The song is a tribute to the line dancing in a Texas-style honky-tonk. The song's success is credited with having sparked a new, renewed interest in line dancing throughout the United States. The song was Brooks and Dunn's first crossover hit, reaching number 50 on the Billboard Hot 100. A dance mix of Boot Scootin' Boogie can be found on Brooks and Dunn's 1993 album, Hardworking Man. We will review that song down the line. Let me tell you right now, it is trash. Do not listen to that song. Well, listen to it. Oh, dude. It's really like, very. Have you heard it? No, 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 no. I'm just, oh, that, I'm just, I'm just that, that's brutal, man. I, I mean, for not here. Now, again, I'm going to take that at face value. It probably sucks, but I haven't listened to it yet. So I'm just like, man, he just ripped into that right there. Yeah. I mean, they basically took this song and then, uh, tried to make it into like a club mix and it was really, oh, really oh, bad. oh god what no 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 why, why would you do that that just uh it makes sense really bad. makes sense at all uh, there's a music video we'll get into next time and uh like i said yeah peak number one on the country charts in the u.s and canada and 50 on the u.s hot 100 the year-end charts uh ended the year 1992 at number seven so Pretty big. I mean, it was top 10 uh, song for that year, uh, which is pretty wild because I think this was not the only one from this album that had that. So let me, so we, so let me get into the breakdown of this song. I want to, I, I really like this song. I'll save my opinion for a minute. So I'm going to get into the breakdown of the lyrics first and uh, actually how I'm going to do this as far as how we're telling our opinions of this is I want to talk about the lyrics strictly first and then kind of get into the songs because we can talk about the asleep at the wheel version uh, compared to the Brooks and Dunn version. But strictly talking about the lyrics right now, it's got a 10 second intro and uh, the first verse, Ronnie Dunn is saying that uh, there's a bar in the country outside the city limits uh, that's uh, it's really popping. He says it's quote, uh, got whiskey, women, music and smokes. Second verse says uh, uh, that uh, he's got a good hardworking job and he goes flying down that highway to get there after work. The, uh, the chorus is uh, basically just words that uh, you would kind of dance to. He says uh, things like, let's, uh, let's go boot scooting and uh, baby, uh, meet me out back, we're gonna boogie. It's also got Cadillac Blackjack in there. So, you know, there's gambling at that bar, too. So, like, you know. Oh, yeah. So that's what they're talking about. Some sort of high class, but yet trashy vibe there. I, I like that. The uh, the third verse, it says that the uh, the bartender asks what he wants to drink. And he replies, and this is, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit later. There's a few lines I love in this, but this is probably the best line of the song. He says, a shot of that redhead yonder looking at me. That's so great because it's so Brooks and Dawn fits so well. And then it's also oh, like yeah. a shot, you know, like something that you would order at, at a bar. So that that's that's awesome. Yep. And uh, then he describes uh, the different people at the bar. 
quote, outlaws, in-laws, crooks and straights. Sounds like a Toby Keith kind of a song where he. Yeah, it sounds like this bar. uh, (laughs) Called this bar, I think it is. I love this bar or something like that. Um, And then the choruses finish out the song. So let's get in strictly to the lyrics first, because I feel like the, the song is a whole different thing because there's two versions. So I'm going to throw it over to you on what you think about the, the lyrics of this song. All right. Okay. Well, I, I love these lyrics because it's just, number one, this is so Brooks and Dunn. This is just everything about this song just oozes Brooks and Dunn right here. Now, I want to talk about the, um, yeah, heel, toe, do do come on, baby, let's go boot scootin'. Now, th- that, that may seem like to, to people who, like, who don't know what line dancing is, that may just just go right over the head. Now, honestly, and I, I find it interesting that this, this song is a tribute to line dancing. And not only that, but it sparked a renewed interest in line dancing. Heel to toe and dosi do that's what the caller would be yelling at you. Like if you're visualizing, you're dancing with your partner. I don't exactly know that much about line dancing, but I do know there's a guy who's like, while everybody's playing along and jamming, there's a guy who's yelling and then and, and saying like, you know, heel toe, dosi do swing your partner to and fro or something like that. And so that is, that gives that perfect image right there of the, of, of that line dancing. And uh, I can't wait to watch the video because I'm expecting some of that line dancing when I see this video. Now um, I got to say that, um, that it does give a lot of Toby Keith vibes in terms of what he, you know, when he's going into, describing people that are at the bar like you know you got whiskey uh women music and smoke it's where all the cowboy folk go to do the boot scoot and boogie now that's that gives me really good vibes right there because you picture it you know you get the full picture there and you kind of really feel the smoky bar and that paired with the instrumentation and the you know just the the whole swing slash honky-tonk vibe really sells it right there that's great and um i, I do uh i do also see um he talks about he says uh, outlaws in-laws uh, crooks and straights so basically just everybody's in the bar everybody's having a good time and that's that image that they want to sell right there it's, it's yeah. great it's absolutely great these um so i pulled out a few of my favorite lines of this song uh, like i said before shot of that redhead uh, I go flying down that highway to that hideaway. That's a good rhyme right there. A good uh, early in the song. Dude, it's uh, brilliant. It's it really brilliant, paints the man. picture. Gets right to the point, too. He's flying down that, that oh, highway yeah. to that hideaway. Um, and, and hideaway is a good word to use there, not just because it rhymes extremely well. Probably it's a dive too, bar, a hideaway. It's a hideaway because it's you know out in the sticks, like he says. And then oh, yeah. I actually I wrote down as well, heel toe, do do um, you know, I wrote that down, even though, you know, even this simple kind of line, it just, it rhymes and flows so well to start the chorus that that's yeah, a great line, you know, that, I mean, to start a chorus, heel, toe, do si do um, come on, baby, let's go boost good. And uh, I like that the lyrics get right to the point from the beginning, at the beginning of the song, puts you in the atmosphere, it says, uh, out in the country, there's a honky tonk. Uh, past the city line limits stuff like that gets right to the point you know it doesn't it doesn't uh have these sort of filler verses or filler uh words you know some songs 
Oh yeah, that, uh, that that kind of separates a good song from a great song. So now on to the uh, the opinion of the because you know the the lyrics are the same for both of these songs really. I'll throw it over to you on the uh, comparing the uh, or how you think about the Brooks and Dunn version okay. and uh, kind of how it compares to the Asleep at the Wheel version. Okay. Well, I'm going to start off with this. I had no idea what Asleep at the Wheel was before you texted me about it. I had absolutely no idea. Um, and it turns out that they were from around the same time. I mean, you know, Asleep at the Wheel started in sort of 1970, but it didn't really have this song, at least that I'm aware of, until the 90s. And then Kicks and uh, or Brooks and Dunn, uh, pardon me, did a, did a cover of it. And honestly... I think that Brooks and Dunn does it a hell of a lot better. I mean, I just listened to the the Asleep at the Wheel version. Now, with the Asleep at the Wheel version, I really do get that line dancing feel. It's more of a swing, like very, very traditionalist country sort of bluegrass vibe. You do get a lot of piano in there with them. Like you get the piano soloist and, and stuff like that. And, and, and I mean, you do get that. Um, with with Brooks and Dunn too, but I, I just think the delivery, and, and and this is where I'm I'm basing my comparison is the delivery. The guy who's singing, I don't know his name for uh, "Asleep at the Wheel," the guy, the front man. I mean, he sings it, yeah, like yeah, he's he's belting it out. But to me, it just does not have that umph that you know. It, it's not very commanding. It's kind of quiet. And in my opinion, it, it, it like, yes, it makes you want to dance, but it's kind of a, a, a more laid back version of it. What I love about Ronnie Dunn and Kix Brooks with this song is that they take that song, which is essentially it's, it's the same thing, except for for different in instrumentation and just a different different singers. But what they do is it's the delivery. It, it they they take command of it and they it makes you it's hype it makes you want to dance like i don't know anything about line dancing but sure i sure as hell want to line dance to this song i mean yeah and, I couldn't and, agree and, more. and that's i think my my big shtick with it i i don't think there's anything wrong with asleep at the wheel i still think they they do a good job i just think the delivery could be a hell of a lot better and i think that's what uh, what brooks and dunn do and and that's how they do justice with with this with this song is the is the delivery. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. That's very close to what I wrote down. Um, I knew "Asleep at the Wheel." In fact, they actually they have another song I had liked on Spotify, um, and they actually have another song uh, with Brooks and Dunn oh, that dude. we will uh, get to eventually. But I actually did not really know that. Uh, that they had the original version of the song because if no one had, I knew Ronnie Dunn wrote this song and I knew that this was massive from uh, Brooks and Dunn. So what are the odds? I mean, that seems kind of yeah. odd. It's like he wrote the song yeah. it, and yeah. it was so big. It's like, how was that a cover? But yeah, exactly. Um, what I would, uh, this is how I would uh, phrase. So uh, the Asleep at the Wheel version, I, I think of as more of a, almost kind of a big band country type of a song more of a jazz country type of a song almost. swing definitely swing i'm getting yeah those vibes um i almost wrote down traditional but it sounds different than really a traditional country song 
like Hank Williams. Uh, well, it's it... not. Yeah, no, I I'd agree with that. It, it's not that like. I think it. What I'm trying to say is has elements of other uh, other genres. Yeah, it's not Roy Acuff. It's not Hank Williams, like you said. Yeah, it, it's kind of it, it, a little bit genre blending there because I got a little bit of bluegrass as well as the the, the piano solo kind of gives it this jazzy sort of vibe. It doesn't really feel as genuine or as believable as the Brooks and Dunn version. You know, um, the, the Ronnie Dunn, you know, he, uh, he, really, he really sells it. I also kind of feel weird listening to this Asleep at the Wheel version after listening to the Brooks and Dunn version for my whole life. You know, I've never, I, I, th- I think I had kind of heard some whisperings that there was another uh, Brooks and Dunn version before this but had never really investigated and uh didn't expect it to be like this i expected it to be more of like my maria was not written by brooks and Dunn at all that's that's a uh that's a cover but that song is is somewhat similar to the brooks and Dunn version this one's not at all it's so much different so the for as far as the the brooks and Dunn version i think fantastic song it's got to be top one or two song on the album for me top five brooks and dunn song overall for me and uh it's ronnie dunn's i would say one of his signature songs where maybe his most signature song where he wrote it he's the main man um he really gets into it i think his his can his, his voice conveys that he, the uh he had a really long hard week of work and he's trying to get off work and getting his, his dancing and drinking on. And so that's what I have to say about this. Uh, so the only thing else I'll ask is, is so I, I kind of said it's in my, definitely this is going to be top one or two for me at the end of this album. What are you, uh, what are you saying so far? Definitely top two. I, I would agree with that. This boot scooting boogie, man, that, that would, that would, t- if this doesn't take it, which I would, it, I mean, Cause it's still one of my favorite songs. Like, you know, it's one of those that I constantly go back to when I think of Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, probably will be number one for me, but um, my next broken heart is a song I really like. And there's also a few other ones that are really good as well. But, uh, but this one's probably, this one probably takes top prize. So that is it for the Red to Road podcast today. Um, you know, let us know if you uh, want to be a guest on the podcast. We are pretty open to having regular people. Don't have much connection to anything, you know, involving playing instruments or anything. You can be on here as long as you're willing to uh, share the podcast and help promote us and stuff. So hit us up. Hit us up on the uh, Facebook group or whatever. So we will uh, we'll see you guys next time.